Hey everybody, welcome to the Quest for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Ed Slover and I'm fiercely passionate about making every next interaction with someone, every next room that I walk into better than I found it. I'm really excited about today's episode because I have the opportunity to speak with James Hepner. James is the founder and creator of Weekly Wins and Losses, where he provides transformative results coaching to help people embrace all of life. He helps people get the courage needed to push through difficult times by learning how to pivot with power and poise while gaining mental and emotional mastery needed to truly live a fulfilled life. James likes to think of himself as an artist of experience. I love that artist of experience and his passion is to create transformational experiences for himself and others as a way to explore what it means to be fully alive. James, welcome to the Quest for Life podcast. How are you? Thank you. Appreciate being here. Your story, your journey, how your life worked until it didn't and how you found your footing is really, really inspiring. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, right. I, um, the line, it worked until it didn't. Um, and perhaps the listeners, we can all relate to there are moments in life when what we've utilized and we've leaned on, and it's our structure, it's our foundation. We come back to that foundation and we step onto it and it doesn't seem very sturdy. And um, let's just say it this way. I, I built the first stage of my life it needed to be sturdy. The foundation needed to be solid and needed to be well intact. And like anything in life, we don't take a step forward unless there is a certain degree of certainty. However, I had built this musculature overdeveloped on my need for certainty and underdeveloped for uncertainty. And so what it looked like for me in my life, quite simply, certain pieces certain foundational blocks, certain things like eliminating versus utilizing. I would eliminate things. I try to eliminate, but it just didn't seem to reconcile. It didn't seem to make better. So that was one of the pieces. Elimination, constant desire to eliminate, make one wrong, make one bad so that I could do what was right. But yet when I tried that on, it didn't deliver any result not even close to what I'd experienced in the past. And so a human can only naturally deduct that perhaps what's worked isn't working. So where does a person turn when it doesn't work? You look for something new. What's new? Well, oftentimes the new is looking in places that you would have denied in the past. <laughs> the very things that you eliminate bring that in. And so for me, it ended up being things like what happens if actually what is here right now, the very thing that I don't want, I don't know how to deal with. We had an audit, one of our companies, we had the money to pay a quarter million or so. I had ear tagged it for an investment. So, you know, one of those things where I wanted to buy a few more houses and, and, it, and actually in Phoenix, you're in Phoenix. I wanted to buy a few more houses down in Phoenix and expand the portfolio. Uh, and so the resistance on paying all of a sudden became, what if I go ahead and I just submit? And of course, a surrender, you know, men, women, whoever is listening to this talk right now, what comes up for you when you think surrender? 
oftentimes you think white flag, I give up. <laughs> I don't need to participate anymore. And to a certain degree, there is, I give up. I give up to thinking that I have to have it all figured out and have to have it my way. So surrendering to something greater than yourself doesn't mean you don't participate. And I think I had that, I had those lines crossed and I had that all kind of blurred out. <laughs> to me, it was surrender, meaning like, I got what? I don't, I don't like, I don't need to show up or what is this? I'm just here and don't need to do anything. And anyway, so let's just say it this way. Um, it was a humbling day for me when I realized that what I actually wanted was the challenge that was directly in front of me. The good news was right in front of my eyes. The gold wasn't out there anywhere. I've been running from that for too long. Looking for gold in all these different places, when in essence the experience, the invitation was, and the good news is what is here right now, and it's just disguised in what's going on. And it's looking for me to be an active participant and not label and judge. Is this good? Is this bad? Just to be in that moment. And let it just marinate. And it felt very uncomfortable. So when you first go about this work, it feels uncomfortable. because There's so much and you resisted this for all your life. And you're like, no, no, no. I used to throw this stuff out. Now I'm supposed to onboard. So to answer your question, there's a whole bunch more. But let's just say it this way. The audit, my son was diagnosed with high functioning autism. And so what do I do with this? So all of these tensions, all of these, oh, my life isn't working the way that I thought. And so what comes to mind and heart for me is just simply this. I was striving to go up. So trajectory, you want to go up, up, up. That's, that's society, like up, up, up. Let's, we want to go higher, further, faster. Yet further, faster without hurting anyone, perhaps also. I was realizing I was hurting myself deeply. And by desiring to go up, think about Icarus. He goes up, and what does he discover? <laughs> His wings melt, he comes down. He's kind of afraid on the way down, but he hits the water and it's the plunge of life. <laughs> so the human is both up and down. The human is both large and small. Someday, when I melt away, when they bury me, whatever happens to me, I'll return to dust, my friend. Maybe I came from dust. I think I do. <laughs> so why in the middle here do I fear the smallness of that it's not working out the way that I thought? It's no problem. It's not a disempowered state. It's a very grounded. It's like the, the night when you're laying on your back and you're looking at the stars moment. It's like, oh my Lord, look how privileged I am that I get to be small and observe all of this. If I was big, I might not see this. So for the moment, you're feeling small. You get to see the large. And then when you're feeling large, you get to see the small. And it's a this and that, both and, not good or bad. Yeah, you spoke about foundation and having the proper foundation built and what we thought the, found, the proper foundation was. I mean, how does someone, from your experience, how does someone go uh, about ensuring that they're building the proper foundation that supports the infrastructure of their life, no matter what comes their way? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. I want to be sensitive to many stages of life. Because by no means is my journey and what I'm saying within how I live life in this moment, is this the template for everyone at every age to live? First stage of life, we often focus on constructing. We look at gaining an understanding, 
we most often, I find anyway, and you know, psychology will reveal, we build our certainties through answers. So we're striving toward answer. And so I have two boys, Rowan is 17, Harrison's 15. Harrison has high functioning autism. They're both in Phoenix, by the way, now. I don't know if you've run into them. There's a few people in Phoenix. You probably haven't seen them. But anyway, <laughs> they, they went to their uh, niece's graduation. Uh, it's a high school that um, supports your university there, Grand Canyon. I, I, you know, I think NCS or something like this. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, for, for them, I'll give you an example. It's a little story to tie in. So I'm a ferocious reader within the things that interest me. And I think to some degree in life, we all are. We, we tap into YouTube things. We tap into reading articles. We gather information. I'm obsessed with certain things, just obsessed. I'm obsessed with health. I'm obsessed with, like, I will drive. My, my wife laughs. <laughs> if I find a grass-fed, grass-finished, and it's, it's proven, uh, sour cream or whole milk that hasn't been pasteurized, I will drive four hours to source it. Or for example, <laughs> I live in Vancouver, Canada. I used to, and to some degree I still do because I source my eggs because I don't want eggs to be fed soy. So I will source them. And I did from California. I got to import them into Canada. You know, they take me through customs and they question me. Last time I went, they actually virtually interrogated me. So like, why are you bringing in 16 dozen of eggs? This is weird, <laughs> you know? So here's the thing. I research all of this and I love what I do. And the stage of life that I'm at now is I gain my certainties and my strength, not just from answers, but from questions. So second stage of life is when we make room for more than just looking for certainty through answer. And so one of the days, Ron and I, of course, Roman 17, we're going for a bit of a walk. And he says, Dad, why do you do this? And I said, do what? And he goes, what do you, for example, why do you source eggs from California? Can't you find those over here? And then I give him just a few metrics. You know how it is. Do you want to simplify? You want to give him the scope, but you don't, you know, like overwhelm him. So I give him just a few metrics, optics on the specifics of what happens inside the stomach of the chicken. And of course, I'm going a little deep. And then I go, okay, James, just relax and pull back and just keep things light for him and he says okay looks nice and we're walking it's a beautiful day he has his phone in his pocket he's present with me he goes dad just give me a second like so he sits down on a park bench and i'm like oh what's this so he goes to his google <laughs> i know what's happening he's done this before and so he types in apparently he's researching and within i kid you not 15 seconds the google tells him the right answer and so this is to my point, he needs to build certainties in a certain way. For him, it's simplistic. For him, it's like it's an overzealous almost desire to get something figured out. And he wants to play with me on this topic. So he goes, here's the proof, Dad, and reads it to me. We all know, for example, Google will not give you all the dimension. It gives you what you want to see and what you've been looking for. If you go to DuckDuckGo, for example, within medical research, if any of you do some of this stuff, you're going to find more well-curated and not, sorry, not well, you're going to find a wider dimension scope of what you're talking about. And here's what we need to do. When I say we, those of us who are on the other side of building our foundation, our infrastructure, the core of just by seeking it through answer, those of us who have moved over by saying, 
Yes, answer is fine, but we have to also now build our certainties through question, through inner wrestling and perhaps a doubt. We don't know, and doubt leads us to deeper faith. It opens us up to an obsession that draws us in that we don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to be the creator of the stars. We can be the observer of the stars and it can be a mystery. So I look over at him and I say, <laughs> I say, Rowan, it says what? <laughs> and he reads it to me again. And I said, that's amazing. I said, isn't it interesting? I said, dad has been studying the art of eggs for two weeks. I've been reading and reading and reading. And you can stop on a park bench and the Google, you and the Google, I said, he knows what I'm referring to because I've done this before. But I don't make him feel bad. I'm like, good job, bro. Awesome. I say, you know what? You're right. That's a great perspective. And, and of course, the Google, it totally unpacks health from a very different narrative than how I would look at it from an egg perspective. It just says, there's no proof. Just go buy them at Safeway, which is fine, <laughs> which is fine if it's good for him. I think what I mean to say is we need to leave room for the generation that's still there, for the age grouping that's there. We learn and expand, not so we can exclude, but we learn to expand because we want to transcend through inclusion. A lot of people transcend through exclusion. That's done mostly because they don't know what to do. They don't know how to onboard the tension of, oh, if it didn't work out the way they thought. It's like the losses of life. Here I thought I had it figured out to some degree. And here he just like puts me little, but why do I feel threatened if I'm little? So if I'm going to be mature, I'm going to leave room for him. I'm going to include him because I also needed that stage. Honestly, Eddie, you know this about me. I've been married for 22 years, been with Mike for 27. I have a car, I have a house. Why does it matter? Because in the beginning, we build our certainties through answer. We need that, right? So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but I went on a long little tangent. <laughs> but I think the key thing that I wanted to, to bring to the surface here is you have listeners, and like you said, people who come and, you know, listen to your, almost said sermons, <laughs> but who come to your, not sermon, come to your school <laughs> and listen to your talks, right? Beautiful. So I want to ensure that wherever you find yourself, and typically the second stage of life happens in 30, 35, 40. And second stage is basically when something erupts in your world that you realize no matter what you do, you can't control this thing to the finish line anymore. And it happened for me when Harrison was born and the audit. There's nothing that I could do. I could control my state, but there's something greater than. There's greater than. And so first stage of life, again, building it on answer, amazing, sourcing through that, wonderful. It allows you the opportunity to not be, become too fixated with eggs. Because imagine if you're in college and you're researching eggs for two weeks, you might be missing out on like doing some exams. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So there you go. So you ground in embracing all of life, wins and losses. How, how can we let our wins and losses? Let me, let me rephrase this. How do you allow the wins and losses of your life to directly impact your life in meaningful ways? So maybe asked a little bit differently, how exactly do you go about leaning in and embracing a win and a loss for equal gain? Mm. That's a great question. Firstly, it's easy to think how a win is a gain. 
who doesn't look at win as a game? Win is a win, game. My son sends me a text. Apparently, he's watching the Johnny Depp <laughs> thing. And apparently, Johnny Depp wants. He sent me a big W. <laughs> win, game, right? Yes. The loss, the, you know, the loss. What, 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 you know, what do we do with that? Equal game. Do we take a loss and turn it into something positive, like a big W? Do we, do we look at the facts? You rate a student. You want to love them the best you can. I mean, you want to let them see clearly. They didn't get a 95%. They got a 75. So what do you do if you love them best? You say 75. Maybe they were shooting for honor, whatever. They're looking for a specific mark in life. And this mark is going to take them off that pedestal. What do you do with the facts? Do we convert them? Do we tell untruths? Why are we so threatened when we see the truth? Maybe when we see the truth, it brings us to the awareness that we are, hu that we are human. Maybe it humbles us, but is humble what we want? Don't we want to just plow through? So it brings these questions. We all know though leadership requires humility. And so when you're good with what you see, what I mean to say is, there's two options in life. We can harmonize with nature or we can resist nature. Contemplate what happens in nature. Nature doesn't resist itself. Water comes down a mountain, finds a little rock. The rock just sits there. The water pools around it, doesn't complain. And perhaps it's just working away and just having a connection with the rock. And maybe the rock will create opening and water will go through. And quite often the rock is like, no, I'm kind of here and I love your presence. And if you want to walk around there, there's plenty of space and the water just keeps gathering and also it flows down the mountain and it finds where it wants to go. It doesn't resist. It makes room for. And so the, the key aspect to all of it is in life today, positive thinking this is why they call me a self-help hacker we don't do personal development we don't do self-help so that we can convert the facts into something that they're not if you don't see things clearly for what they are which is step number one and i've tracked with some of your work ed and i know you referenced tony robbins he talks about this you got to see things for how they are that's the initial step as unless you do that, you're in the weeds. Think about Enron. We all know Enron. Oh my goodness, the numbers aren't as good as we think we are. We're all Harvard grads. So let's just cook the books. Not seeing the fact for what they are creates disaster. So seeing it first how they are and letting the feels stir within. So you ask the question, how do I do it? feeling the feels and not desiring to put that on another person, not exploding my inner storm that I feel onto another. The storm isn't out there. The storm isn't here. The key thing is to sit in the storm without flinching. That doesn't say don't feel it, not flinch, meaning feel it and make safe the feel on the inside. Because unless you make safe, you will project it. You will explode out there. And guess what? It's not going to be pretty meaning you're going to deny yourself the gift 
of what that moment was designed to bring you, which is the expansion and of your shoulders, the expansion of how and who you know you actually are, you're going to realize that if you let it be and bring safety to it, you're going to feel more courageous. You're going to feel like there's something that you got to be about in this moment. It transformed you. Instead of thinking it was sent to send, it was sent to take you down. You create, you don't look for, but you create, you bring, you bring the invitation, you allow it to be. And when you allow it to be, all of a sudden, what ends up happening, that mark of 75, it takes you to exactly where you want to be. Yeah. It takes you to the realism of what life is. Reality. There's two ways of living. There's fantasy living and reality living. Fantasy creates disaster. Enron, complete disaster. Complete. Look how much, look how deep and how wide it betrayed its audience and its members, its investors. Unreal. And so when you bring that safety, then now the second step, after you see it for what it is, then you can see it for better than it is. And what I want maybe listeners to focus on is ask yourself, is a strong person threatened by any little spook tactic? Because sometimes we go like, the professor gave me a 75. He's trying to spook me. It's a tactic. What's he doing? I'm better than this. He knows. Maybe I didn't do great at the exam, but overall, my marks of the year were 95 and some couldn't have been gracious with me. It's like, actually, he's being most gracious by giving you the gift. By taking you right to ground level where you actually are, where you want to be with your feet in the dirt. You don't want to be like Icarus flying up, 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 and then create this illusion that you are something greater than you're not. You are both things. You are in the air flying and you are on the ground. So I look at it, your arms are like butterfly wings. They're in the air, but your feet are in the dirt at the very same time. So that's how I personally, if I make real simple, onboard a feeling, let it serve me. It's not comfortable typically in the beginning, but actually you're going to find yourself feeling pretty empowered if instead of you going, it's them doing it, it's them doing it, it's them doing it. And very often, let me just say like this, we need to go through lesson in life and we need to have experience where we've tried on the other way, where, where, where it is that we reject it and we push back and we, and we focus on it's not fair. So that victim attitude, we do that for a bit. And also we realize this isn't giving us any traction because we realize that people do this all the time. They're just literally going like this in a circle, in a hamster wheel. Yeah. I'm internalizing what you're saying, uh, really in needing to reframe our thoughts and shift our mindset. Uh, is it possible to build an indestructible mindset that regardless of our circumstances can allow us to adapt or pivot quickly, thoughtfully, and courageously? And if so, how can a person go about doing that? Perhaps I'll just take this, uh, this thought indestructible mindset like what does that even mean people are like indestructible that means i get to build this this idol that i that i don't want to worship but apparently if i build it i will to face anything and i will get result x and actually to some degree that's true because you will always get result x and what x is as long as you don't define it you will receive it you will receive outcome when you invest your time when you participate you will receive outcome 
And you get to decide if the outcome that you receive, if you're going to take that outcome and turn it into the bad news or let it be what it is. It's news. It's just news. That's all that it is. Reality says, I will give you plenty of evidence. I will give you evidence all day long. I won't give you compliment. I'll give you evidence. And evidence is the thing when you can onboard it and get excited about it going, oh, this is where I'm at. I'm at a 75. Amazing. Tells me exactly where I'm at. So, so precious to me. Why do we often fear that if we got 75, we don't end up on that on the stage that year for our marks, we fear maybe not just that we're not as smart as we thought we were, but other people are going to observe. We've been working so hard that maybe they're going to observe that we're not as smart as we thought we were. And it's just like a lot to take in. So indestructible mindset, indestructible is something that chooses to utilize versus eliminate. Utilize everything for gain. And actually I'm going to challenge listeners. If you're coming to this talk, if you're, if you're at the stage where you're in college, university, wherever you're at, you don't have to wait until you're 35 or 40 or something happens in life, like I was saying earlier, that shifts you. You can already be onboarding these pieces because I'll tell you something. My son, and I don't want to put myself in the spotlight here too much because he's doing a lot of work. I'm doing a lot of inner work too. But ladies and gentlemen, look to somebody in your life Find a mentor who reveals to you and who shows you what it's like to integrate. So find someone who's been through the journey and is now on the second stage of life where they reveal that through their life experience and story, they don't talk about, I conquered this and I slayed that and I got rid of that. But look to somebody who life experience has pierced them. The story of Jesus, he was pierced. Mm-hmm. Us as humans, to allow ourselves to be pierced. Find someone who's allowed themselves to be pierced. Oftentimes, when I think about who are my people, oftentimes I spot my people because my people typically have a limp. And not a physical limp, but I can see that life got to them and they let it in. They're not victims of the story, but they've onboarded and they made it safe. So near 13 years ago, I checked out a life. I successfully found a way to sleep 18 and a half hours a day through melatonin, through taking different tablets just so I could sleep. I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to be here. So how do I stay without doing that? Well, I found a way to sleep it away for two and a half years. Horrible. What was I doing? I was looking constantly how I could eliminate these things versus integrating. Finally, the good news I thought that that was the bad news, but I finally realized I'm turning that into the bad news. Finally, I realized that if I onboard this stuff and I make safe a new thing, a new thing that I once thought was unwanted, unneeded, and I brought that into my life, what happened for me? And this happened where I now, if you ask me, yes, I went through depression. I can barely say the word. It seems so selfish. Two and a half years, just self, self-induced, right? I'll say it like this, though. Imagine this. Imagine if I say I conquered it. That's crap. We don't need to experience that. When I now run into somebody on the street, 
to school in a talk and they're depressed, what does it help me if I say I conquered it and I exclude them from my life? Isn't that part of my journey? Is there anything wasted in God's economy? Nothing is wasted. Why don't I let my pain have a purpose? And if I make safe what I once couldn't make safe, this whole depressed feeling, meaning I made safe that within me. It's in here. It's like Jesus. That's what he did. Yeah. He made safe within him so many things. People brought him things. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. People brought him heavy things. The world gasped because he could onboard these things and he could hold them in a light way and then he reflected back to them listen you can do what i did and have done you make safe these things when you make safe so so listeners find someone look for an example a grandpa an uncle uh your parents friend someone that integrates and then through that example just observe observe how they let you be they let you be finding answer or certainty through answer. They let you live through answer. They made room for you there. And then I'm challenging you to make room for how they do life. And whether they make complete room for your answer or not, some people, they get even at a place of integration. It takes a lot of work to make completely safe. Like I have to be careful not to poke at Rowan too hard because I'm like, Rowan, you're going to learn a lesson. I feel like I want to say, but I don't say that. I don't say someday life's going to teach you because that makes him feel uncomfortable. It makes him think like he's at a childhood stage and dad's some, some old wise man. And I'm like, no, I just make a joke about it. But anyway, to the point, find someone that lets you be. And even if they struggle sometimes to let you be, find out how them questioning actually allows them stability to take another step forward, gives them the certainty and the structure to take a step forward. Become curious about that. D dig into that space when you have dialogue with them you're going to realize oh dr ed gave me a 75 not for <laughs> the bad news but for the good news and how could i use it so build that rapport build that relationship that's wonderful advice and all of the knowledge and wisdom you've shared uh, today during our conversation james was really really insightful um, first off, thank you so much for taking time to be on the Quest for Life podcast. If you wouldn't mind, please share with our listeners uh, how, can, how they can learn more about you and your work. You can simply go to www.jamesheppner.com, and that's J-A-M-E-S-H-E-P-P-N-E-R, and you'll find on there, and listeners, you'll know who you are. Those of you who are interested in, in doing a discovery call with me, uh, contemplating perhaps what it would look like to work with someone like myself one-on-one. -on -one. We have specific programs for that. And again, that will be for a select audience. Won't be all, won't be for all of you. Uh, but there'll be some that will be like, no, I've got to check this out. And so for one-on-one, -on -one, please go to, like I said, jameshepner.com. You're going to find a content me page. You're going to find an about, you're going to be able to read uh, and just look at what I'm all about and connect with me there. Now, I want to offer every one of your listeners a gift today, and that is I have, and I've been doing this for a while, but I have a, a, a no charge Friday noon community call, and it's a weekly wins and losses community call, and you can tap in, you can come, you can observe, and also you can participate as you wish, and here you're going to discover people from different parts of the world coming and revealing and being open, stating, speaking a winner of their week and a loss of their week. 
And there's nothing like observing the look in someone's eyes when even the observer, if they don't want to say anything, when they realize that people are experiencing these things and we don't change a loss into a positive. We let it all belong. And we let it all reveal that it's okay. And often all we need is to de-escalate ourselves away from the untruth. We often think, how could a loss be for good or for gain or for anything? All we need to hear is that other people say these things. And then if we want to say it, we say it too. And you know, spoken word often just de-escalates. And how does it just resonate going, yeah, the truth is I got a 75. Now I said it. I'm not being like Ed gave it to me. I said it. It's humbling. It brings us to our knees, kind of like just, it's a nice place. Our feet back in the dirt. It's like, yeah, where else do we think we are? We're not floating up there somewhere. Gravity is beautiful. Our wings are in the air and our feet, our toes are in the dirt. So for those of you who want that gift, simply go to www.weeklywinsandlosses.com. So spell it out. So weekly and then the word and losses weeklywinsandlosses.com and I'd love to see any and all of you there. Wonderful, really powerful stuff. James, thank you so much for taking time uh, to be on the show and for everyone listening, be sure to check him out at weeklywinsandlosses.com. Thanks so much, James. Thanks, Ed. Be sure to contact the show at thequestforlife.com. That's the quest number four, life.com. And if you like what you've heard, please consider leaving a five-star rating, even writing a review. And as always, thank you for joining the conversation.